2: Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Out-of-Bounds Show with Bo Bow, streaming around the world live at the Out-of-Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone.
3: Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9, The Zone, live and local on WRKS. Streaming worldwide on the Out of Bounds radio app. That's right. Wherever you may be, you can be listening. All you got to do is download the Out of Bounds radio app, Apple Play, Google Play Store, or on your mobile device, and you can tune in, listen in anytime you want, and it's got a direct link to YouTube, so the next time the prize wheel comes around, you don't have to mess around. You can go straight to the YouTube page through the Out of Bounds Radio app. It's easy. It's breezy. It's the way to do it, man. It's the way to do it. If you're on the Out of Bounds Radio app, what are you doing? You're behind the times. ESPN 105.9 The Zone, hour number three. Blake Scott holding down the fort. Bowbounds Bounds out, keeping the lights on. Got to make that paper, y'all. Got to show me the money. That's right. That's right. We're uh, having fun. Just uh, had an incredible conversation with Mike Dettillion, Chris Jackson, Pete Maravich. Pete Maravich growing up, there's a great like, biopic, I guess is what it's called, movie, about Pete Maravich. It's not obviously a biography because it's not, but it's uh, a biopic, man. Really, really good. I loved Pete Maravich growing up. One of my favorite players because just so electric, flashy with the ball, but uh, a fun guy to watch. So It was fun hearing what Mike had to say about Pete Maravich, and as a uh, student of LSU, w- attended a handful of games at the Pete Maravich Assembly Center. It's a fun place to go, fun place to go when you're winning. And uh, they had uh, a lot of talent come through there between Maravich, Shaq, and Chris Jackson. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about some serious, serious talent. So, fun conversation with Mike D'Antoni, and then of course the prize wheel at eight fifteen. Congrats to our uh, our four winners, especially Lord Pythias, who won the bag of air. Shout out to Larry. He's coming up to the studio. He's already texted. Coming up to the studio to pick up his bag of air. You, too, can be a winner. You, too, can be a winner on the Out of Bounds Show prize wheel. You just got to tune in each week. We're going to be doing the prize wheel once a week. It's going to be an exciting event, something you're going to want to stay locked in on because you never know what's going to be on the prize wheel. You might win tickets to something. We've got tons of concerts that come through here. You might win autographed gear. You might win an experience, an opportunity to meet an idol perhaps. You never know. You never know what's going to be on the prize wheel, so you've got to stay tuned. That's going to be a big a big segment moving forward for the Out of Bounds show, so you're going to want to be locked and loaded on the prize wheel. And You can always watch it on YouTube, search Out of bound Sports, or on Facebook, search the Out of Bounds show. That's right, Facebook, search The Out of Bounds Show. We had some winners on Facebook. We had some winners on YouTube. That's what it's all about. The Ag Up Equipment text line, if you want to get involved, 601-885-3776. That's right, Ag Up Equipment. You can check them out on Twitter, at Ag Up Equipment. Find a retail location near you. Mark says, uh, can you get those awesome cocktails in a can at Fondren Corner Market? Yes, Mark, you can. What a great question. What a great question. Mark's, Mark's trying to win prizes off the prize wheel. You're you're uh, 45 minutes late, Mark, but get in next week. Yes, you can win the cocktails in a can, and we love the cocktails in a can, at the corner market in Fondren. One of my favorites, the Jameson and Ginger. You know, Bo's been giving me a hard time since I've been here about my uh, cocktail choices, but lo and behold, it <laughs> looks like everyone loves it. Jameson, Ginger, and Lime, fantastic cocktail in a can, poured over ice. I had one last night. It was delicious with my uh, my hamburger, my homemade burger. It was fantastic, but they also have Crown and soda. They have Crown Apple, and then they also have this is a good one the tangere Orange and soda. So this is kind of a play on a screwdriver. Obviously, Tangray Gin, just a little bit different, but um, a play on that. Really great, refreshing cocktails. These are great for the beach. They're great for the golf course. Um, when you're out at the, the tailgate or at baseball games, start Oxford, or wherever you might be, you're out in the outfield, in the left-field lounge, or you're, uh, you're tailgating in the Grove or in the Junction. The cocktails in a can, you can pick them up at the Corner Market in Fondren, but you can also pick them up at Fleetway Market. My Fleetway Market in Gluckstadt has the Market Cafe. Shout out to Fleetway Market and the crew. Great southern home food at the Market Cafe. But yes, you can get the cocktails in a can at any of those locations, and I highly, highly suggest you start with the Jameson, Ginger, and Lime. That's my favorite, Jameson, Ginger, and Lime, and then you can go out from there, Uh, but there's all kinds of great cocktails. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. It is SEC basketball tournament week, which means it's the last week of the Ben Hallett era in Starkville. That's right barring a miraculous run through the tournament, and they start with South Carolina in two days on Thursday. Uh, This will be coaching search time in Startville, and we know how you guys love the coaching search. Something new. We talked a little bit about some of the names Bo dropped in the SEC Insider Hit this morning, and you can go back and listen to the SEC Insider Hit on the Out of Bounds Show podcast or on the OOB app. Uh, Just search the podcast, March 8th SEC Insider Hit, but Bo mentioned the name that has been at the forefront, the tip of the tongue for most people, Andy Kennedy. Obviously had a pretty pretty good run in Oxford, all things considered, what he had to work with in the Tad Pad and what he had to build things out of. Andy Kennedy, UAB, he's a guard-oriented coach, a coach that has coached a lot of scorers, a lot of shooters. So Andy Kennedy, the top name on the watch list, but... We heard some listeners te- weigh in. We we've, we've heard uh, Sean Miller, the in em- what what would you say him? I guess embattled former Arizona head coach. He was let go amidst the FBI investigation into all the shoe scandals. If you remember correctly, a few years ago, that uh, gosh, I mean time flies when you're having fun. But um, between all the big shoe brands, the Nikes and and Armours and all that stuff, they were. Utilizing future deals and back alley channels and and influencing recruits to different locations, different campuses for college basketball. Sean Miller was fired from Arizona because of all of this. He is a heck of a basketball coach, heck of a basketball coach, but that's a dangerous hire. Dangerous hire. I don't think Patino, as Bo said, I don't think Patino's on the radar. I mean. What are you? You know, seventy years old, are you not you're somewhat in the same situation as you are Ben and You've got somebody who's at the end of that tenure. You're looking for somebody who can put a little life in the program, and it's going to have to be quick, because as we've talked about, in this era of in this era of transfer portal basketball and transfer portal college athletics in general, but transfer portal basketball, you can't sit on your laurels with a coaching search. You're going to have to make a move, and you're going to have to make a move quick. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in Startville. I expect them to move on fairly quickly. I Frank Martin in South Carolina, the anaconda Frank Martin, he just chokes the life out of you. He just squeezes you down, and he chokes the life out of you. I don't see things going well for Ben Howland and Mississippi State Thursday. Ole Miss and Kermit Davis play to tomorrow night. And they will uh, they will take on... Ooh, I had my schedule up. I'll have to look at that again. They've got a game tomorrow. I don't know exactly who they play, but they'll be tomorrow. The first game in the first round of the SEC basketball tournament. And then tonight you have basketball is Ole Miss and Missouri. Ole Miss and Missouri tomorrow afternoon. Tonight you've got bas- uh, baseball. Ole Miss... We'll take on Memphis in Oxford. That's a six thirty first pitch. And then Mississippi State, this is the the series of the SEC in terms of uh, non-conference midweeks. Texas Tech and Mississippi State. Texas Tech and Mississippi State, 6 o'clock, first pitch. It is in Biloxi at MGM Park. So we'll see what the Bulldogs can do. Having some pitching staff woes, to say the least. Injuries galore coming out of that staff in Starkville. What do Chris Lamonis and company have in store? You'll find out tonight. More on the way. Dave Bartu, a little college football coaching talk coming up at
4: 9.30. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
4: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. <laughs>
2: in the Bank Plus Studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out-of-Bounds Show with Bo Bounds, streaming around the world live at the Out-of-Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone.
0: Alright, good morning, welcome in, Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook, an award-winning dancingrabbitgolf.com. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. Don't forget, you can go to our Facebook page, search The Out of Bounds Show. Facebook, search The Out of Bounds Show. We just throw up some video there. That's right, our webcast. You can uh, see the studio, the set, and all the cool stuff we got going on. And as I was interviewing Tom Luganbill and Arch Manning, uh, we were rolling the cameras. Also, YouTube, Search Out of Bounds Sports. show is driven by your next John Deere tractor at Ag Up Equipment. It was Mississippi Ag. It's now Ag Up Equipment. That text line 601-885-3776. Uh, tough weekend for Mississippi State. It looks like Landon Sims will be out for some time. May have thrown the last pitch of his career at Mississippi State. Uh, you know, I was watching it live. A lot of you were. Those of you that were not have heard about it and or have watched it since. And basically, he was dominating Tulane. Um, and you could tell he threw a pitch. He felt something go wrong. And he started walking towards the dugout, kind of talking to, you know, Lamonis and Foxall. Uh, he's best player on your team. He's one of the best players in America. He was unbelievable last year, time and time again, in big moments, on the mound, eighth, ninth, extra innings. And he's a great talent. Uh, I did not realize how big he was till I ran into him at Omaha with his parents. Very nice young man. I don't usually, if you know, if you've listened to the show, you know I don't do pictures and stuff like that. Uh, Blake says I need to do more. Probably right. But when I run into coaches and other people, I don't. And um, I, I was with a friend, and they went, you got to get a picture with him. He is huge. He is a giant of a man. He's a big dude. And he can pass for an edge rusher in college football. He he he's a big dude. So that's a that's a devastating blow from a team that was already trying to find its mojo and its legs, kinda of who they are and what they are. And uh you know, two devastating losses too over the weekend against Tulane. Uh one in extra innings and then yesterday, uh Tulane comes back late and and beats you by a run. So I don't really know what to tell you about this year. Uh, I don't think you'll host. Obviously, national seed to me is totally off the table. I don't think you'll host. And then the flip side is Ole Miss is uh, one of the three hottest teams in America, with Tennessee and Texas. And they took two or three from Central Florida, and um, man, they they're finding some mojo on the back end of their staff. There you go. And that's what it takes to win if you're going to win all the way through may and then win in the three tournaments minimum, although you could argue Omaha is at least two, if not three more, but regional super regionals in Omaha, you're going to have to pitch on the back end and you're going to have to find guys that will chew up four and five innings in mid relief. Yep. And can absolutely just load it up. And, uh, and fill up the strike zone and make the ball miss and um I'm sorry, make the bats miss. Make the balls miss anyway. You know what I'm they've saying. They've Miss the strike zone is yeah. what they missed. Yeah. So Ole Miss, I, you know, I, when you look at what they were able to do over the weekend, um you have to be excited about you know, winning two two
3: games. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday was a little weird, I don't but you lose a one nothing game, and that's one of those that it's frustrating offensively. But but you don't, I don't think that's a bad loss, You right. know what I mean, yeah, it just you you it's on the road against a good team, and you're go, you're never going undefeated. You might as well just get one out of the way now. I mean, it's not you know it is what it is, and so um, I let we we know Ole Miss is trending in the right direction. The question will be are they top eight or are they top 16, right? Because if you're top eight, you get two home series. If you're top 16, you're only going to get one in the postseason. Here's my question to you, because there's, I think there's way more up in the air at this moment in time in Startville than there is in Oxford. Well, yeah. what if, uh, Because if, Ole Miss looks
0: the part. That's my
3: point. If If Landon Sims does not throw another pitch for Mississippi State, where does their season end? Do they make the postseason? Are they a regional team? Are they a super regional surprise? I mean, I think at this point you're hoping for a two seed at best. I don't think you can host a regional with the trajectory that you're on at this point.
0: Uh, I'm not sure they go to a regional, but yeah, then. uh, So, but if QB1 just said that it looks like Stone Simmons could be out for a little while and that's why he didn't go back in the ninth on Saturday, I thought it
3: was because Lamonis didn't know how to coach baseball. I'm. And
0: who knows? I don't know if that's true, so I'm not confirming that, by the way, because that'll get to somebody quickly. Uh, the If that's the case, you're really in trouble because there was some talk that they may give Stone Simmons a shot to start, but he was looking like your closer. He pitched well. Uh, that That's your second-best pitcher, by the way, right now today. Probably, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe your Kate Smith. You can run the numbers a couple of different ways. But Bro- Landon Sims is by far and away your best player and best pitcher. And uh, so I don't know, Blake, if, if they keep losing guys. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I, I would think they make a regional. Yeah, I'm not ready to say they're not going to make the postseason. Well, I'm not saying that yeah. with any kind of 100%. But th- it, it could happen.
3: Yes, it I mean, could happen. Correct.
0: They're six and six. What? A, Let, let's not.
3: What a fall from grace.
0: Thirty games in the SEC, and I don't see anything dominant on the mound. Uh, I, I mean, I, yeah, Landon yeah. was dominant. Yeah, that's it. And so, you know, they ran out a lot of guys over the weekend, and and didn't get a lot from them. So it's still early, and we'll see what happens. You know, the next fifteen or so games, and see what they can they can do. It doesn't get any easier. You got Texas Tech, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And I think they scored 70 runs over the weekend. All right. Or something crazy. Sweet. So, all right, let's uh, switch gears here. Um, we're going to find out maybe more on this Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay, Denver thing tomorrow. Franchise tags. And then we're we're finding that I think somebody made a great point over the weekend. If it wasn't for Tony Romo and Dak Prescott, the Cowboys would be the Jets. Oh, my gosh. Um, or, or, or the Lions maybe is a better way to put because the Jets actually made a couple of AFC championship games. Um, the dysfunction, right when you think they may start to figure it out, Obviously, they've gone on this 25-year stretch. It's actually longer than that, where Jerry has screwed this whole thing up. And they haven't been worth a damn since Jimmy Johnson was the coach. I know Barry Switzer, you know, cashed in on a year. But to to move off of Amari Cooper, Mm-mm. when you can make it, you can figure it out cap-wise. To move off him to sign Michael Gallup and Dalton Schultz... M- a lot of you don't even know who either one of those are. One's the wide receiver who's a nice player. And Dalton Schultz is a nice tight end. And you wouldn't know them if, if they played on some other teams because it's because they play in the marquee time slot is the only w- reason you know guys like that from Dallas. As Dan Patrick says, those type guys are overhyped. People have tried to tell me that Michael Callup is, like, great. I'm like, slow your roll. He's not. But it looks like they're going to part ways with uh, Amari Cooper, and that's dumb. Marcus Mosher, Mosher, Cowboys Insider, 930.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved,
2: we are gathered here today to—has anyone seen the bride and groom? The out-of-bounds Show is powered by the award winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi.
0: Let's, uh, let's talk some college football coaching hires, good ones, bad ones, buddy hires, and uh, maybe ranking some staffs with Dave Bartu at CFB Matrix on Twitter. He joins us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. You're listening to ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And the show is brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook. And, of course, the Ram Trucks at Mack Hike and Flowood. Mackhikeflowood.com. Dave Bartu, good morning. How are you, dude? Dude, turd burglar, what you up to, man? (laughs) Well, I've been following you on Twitter and you know you're, you've been very active as of late and, um, which is good. You cracked me up mm-hmm. <laughs> and you uh, you know the, the tweet about about buddy hires, I thought was great. I love that. Buddy hires. Uh, gonna hire my buddy. And uh, we still see a lot of that in in coaching, uh, which I think I know is a head scratcher for you. And, and a lot of people, and, um, I know how much you love a
5: buddy hire. Don't you? Oh, best available buddy. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, well, it, part of it, I'm learning it, it's it. There's actually two parts to it, Bo that I, that I think that r- right now, uh, in my limited ventures into the staff search and hiring world, um, there's two things involved with the buddy hire. Uh, that, that guys haven't been able to overcome yet. Number one is just simply lack of time. Lack of time. So national signing day is what? Third week of December. Yeah. When's everybody get fired? Fourth week of third, fourth week in November. Mm-hmm. So head head coaches are coming in December one. National signing days in three weeks. So if you're a head coach, isn't it? I mean, one of the first things is time. You don't, if you're not prepared enough for this, okay, you don't have time. You need to have your guys ready to roll coming out the gate. And so if you haven't done your homework, if you're not prepared enough to get the best guy available, you're going to get your best buddy available because that's easy, right? It's, it's one step forward, but for three steps back usually because your, your, your best buddy usually is never going to be the best guy available. Um, so, but it's time is one of the big issues the other issue is fear um because of the unknown well i know this guy's really good but i don't know him how's he going to fit in here dude you're the ceo right you ever hear the the, the the ceo of of any any company major company go man i don't, I don't really want the best available <laughs> right because i don't know how it's going to fit the culture of my company right you know Could you, could you, you know, it's, it's, it's no different than stuff in your backyard. Well, look at your business, right? Um, You know, do I, do I hire a, the, a guy that I know to be my producer, even if he's not very good, or do I just go get the best available and get Blake? Right. So um, I, I, that's kind of a small microcosm of it, but I think those are the two biggest things are our time and fear. And probably while I'm thinking about it, the other one is, Simply, this is the way it's always been done,
2: mm-hmm.
5: right? This is always the way it's been done. Everybody hires their buddies because they're out of time. Every, a lot of guys hire hire guys because out of fear, um, and so there's there's coaches. Coaches need to break out of that pattern, and that's what we do, right? We're here to shake things up. We're here to make it different. We're here to take away that fear. We're here to not worry about the time because we got it handled for you. So that's that's a big key for what we do in trying to change college football is eliminate those fears and reduce that time crunch to be able to manage it. But ultimately, most hires, when you go, oh, man, why do you hire his buddy? Time and fear.
0: Time and fear. That makes sense bar two on the out of bound show why do you think some coaches are listening now
5: um, some of it, most of it's out of necessity right you know you know the saying you know uh, invention or uh, necessity is the mother of invention a lot of the guys that get a hold of us see we don't get a hold of our clients that's the that's one of the most interesting patterns that we've found is we don't get a hold of them they find us. We, don't see, we, we would love to seek them out, right? I mean, I would love to, to be working for Mississippi State and the SEC West only. I'd love that, right? I mean, I can call Mike Leach right now. Got his number. We can call, you know, you and I, heck, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can conference call, calling in right now. Ain't going to do any good. They find us. And so the pattern is not only do they find us, but usually when they find us, they're in a point of inflection, a point of need. Right? I, I need your help for something, not, not our whole package of business, this particular problem. you know, I'm having a really hard time filling or finding the right guy for this coordinator position, or I don't know what to do about this, or I don't know what to do about that, or I've I'm, I'm, got a time crunch. Can you help me? And so I think what breaks guys away from the fear and doing the same thing over and over is the necessity to try something different. Okay, it's just like pain, you know. You're old, I'm old. Pain aches and pains pop up, you know. I've, we've seen it time and again. A lot of people won't try different therapies, different treatments for pain, but eventually something kicks them over where the pain's so bad they have to try something new. So I really believe that it, it's an element of pain or something that is pushing a coach to go, oh, dude. I don't want to call bar two never talked to this guy. don't know exactly what they do, but maybe they can help me. I'm so desperate for something. Maybe they can help me. And then when they call and we walk through it, it's like, well, that was easy. Right. Of course it was. We've been doing this a long time. You know, it's not scary. You know, fear is lack of education. And that's our, big, that's our biggest problem is how do we educate everybody on what we do? Um, even though we're not trying to work for everybody. We're only trying to work for 20, 20 schools. That's it. Our cap is 20. Well, once we, once we hit it, once we get a team in the SEC West, nobody else gets us. That's it. So, you know, it, 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 but the biggest thing is that lack of information. Once people know how to do things or how it works, there's less fear. And it's not just in college football. It's just everyday life. Right. I, and why are people scared of guns? Right. Same or, thing. Lack of lack of understanding. CBD right? so, medical marijuana. Y- yeah, I mean uh, yeah, all these things. Yeah. Right? It's a, it's a lack of understanding. Absolutely. Your fears reduce as you are educated. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Dave Bar two on the Out of Bounds show. All right. Tell me how you you do. Like, why is um, why is the Florida defensive line coach um, considered one of the best defensive line coaches in college football? Why is the wide receiver coach? At Oklahoma State, considered one of the best wide receivers coaches in in college football. Uh, obviously, the Miami Hurricanes made several A-type hires in both coordinator positions. What? Wh- give me the criteria, the metrics.
5: Um. No, I am not going to give it all to you. And even if I could, it would be a tidal wave of information. Okay. It really is. So, 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 for example, let's start with the Florida defensive line coach. You saw, you saw our tweet. This is the number one rated defensive line coach in the Southeast. Okay? Now, there's two parts to our analysis for a guy, coaching aspect and the recruiting aspect. So when we're talking coaching, we're just talking about on-field results. Now, how we got to that grade, uh, my partner and I, Adam, at Matrix Analytical, we spent the last six years, Creating a database of 12 years of graded coaches. Okay, so it's just over, we, we individually graded just over 16,800 coaches by year since 2009. Every single one of them. I can tell you the special teams coach every year at Georgia State since 2009 and his grade. And every school like that. That's incredible. And so, you know, now the subjective part is what metrics are we using to grade these guys, right? You know, if it's a defensive line coach, are you, are you grading havoc and sacks and uh, tackles for loss and, and, you know, stops at the line of scrimmage and, and all of these things. And, and we've tried to come up with the best metrics to analyze on-field performance. This has, you know, I've had guys get back to me and go, oh, how – He doesn't even, you know, he doesn't send a lot of guys to the NFL. I don't care. I don't care if he doesn't send any. If his defensive line has the number one yards per rush against it for the last six years, I don't care if none of them go to the NFL. I care about on-field performance at the college football level, coaching, the scheme, period. So when we look at Florida coach, uh, the defensive line coach, you take all of his metrics and how long he's been coaching and you run the numbers on him, the talent he has, the talent against, he's the number one grade in the Southeast. And so that's how that's how we have – there's 1,430 headsets in college football right now, okay? Uh, 11 per team, right? 130 teams. Um, and so each guy has a grade, and that's how we – that's the 50,000-foot level of how we come up with the numbers. To replicate it, it would probably take somebody four to six years – to just even come close to where we're at, then we'd have to compare notes.
0: <laughs> Dave Bartu on the out-of-bounds show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Um, all right, let's switch gears. Yeah. Uh, uh, and if you, you rolled out a theory, um, I don't know, it was a decade or so ago, on Okay, who, who you would draft as far as NFL college quarterbacks going into the NFL. Right? Hmm. And yep. it's been very successful. You don't hit all the time, but your hit rate is really good. Yes. And so walk our list as we, Blake and I are going to be in Vegas for the NFL draft. We're all excited about it. People are talking about Matt Corral at Ole Miss, Kenny Pickett at Pitt, Malik Willis at Liberty, among others. two, I think you've got three in particular that that you hit on, three points. Um, give them to our listeners real quick as, as another NFL draft is around the corner.
5: Right. Okay. So, uh, when you're looking at the potential of an NFL quarterback, uh, number one is, well, it's not number one, no particular order. Okay. Uh, did they start minimum 24 games, minimum 24 games? Um, that is, that is really critical to this whole equation uh guys who start less than 24 games that make it in the nfl their names are cam newton and so far mac jones because mac only started 13 games total um the next uh, the next aspect how long have they been in the system juniors and seniors you get guys that leave early i don't want anything to do with them nothing to do with them if they're gonna if they're juniors did they start for three straight years you know I, i i really like seniors guys who have just been sitting there learning the entire time. Um, and then the last aspect is did their team while they were quarterback perform above expectations, kind of like coaching effect. I call it quarterback effect uh, because a lot of times you'll get this really good quarterback that comes to a program and for two, three, four years, that program is awesome. And then they go back to being crap And then you realize, oh, this head coach actually isn't very good. He just had an NFL quarterback in charge for a year that elevated Southern Miss to an awesome record and got me a huge payout at North Carolina. So uh, those are the three big things that you look at. And this draft class is full of them. It is full of these guys. So, I mean, everybody's down on this draft class, right? Everybody. Everybody says, "Oh, this is weak, it's bad, you know." Um, and I tweeted out something, I think, was it last April that I said that this draft class is going to win more games in the NFL than 2021, which was hyped to high hell. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how it goes, but you know, you talked about Malik Willis. Is he a senior?:
0: Blake, is Malik Willis a senior? I think he is.
5: Has he been in the system a really long time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he played for
0: freeze hey, for did, a while. Did, right.
5: Did, how, how good did Liberty perform under him versus previous Liberty? Oh, big time. Big time. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Right. It, it's, it's, it's not about the name or where they come from. It's, do you check the boxes? You know. Now, one of the things that's very helpful is, are you going to be drafted in the first four rounds? Because guys that get drafted round five, six, seven, even if they check all the boxes, they just may not have the physical talent, or they have it all, but they're drafted so low they never get a shot. They're just not, they're not paying them enough to give them an opportunity. So God knows how many good quarterbacks have been washed through the system just because they didn't get a chance. Look at Kurt Warner, finally got his chance. You know, look at my backyard. Herbert, he only got a chance because everybody in front of him got hurt. And he ended up starting as a freshman, never handed it back over again. But if nobody gets hurt, he'd have never seen the field. You know, he'd be at Home Depot with Kurt Warner as well. <laughs> Actually, he'd be more than that because he, he, was, he was a, you know, 4.0 plus bioscience major. So he's just a freak athlete, freak brain. But you, you get what I'm saying, sure, right? Sure. You know, it's this whole, we're the university of blah. Dude, nobody's the university of any position. That's stupid. Right. I mean, how many of these guys would have made it on their physical skills, no matter where they went to school? Sure. It did not matter if it was Alabama or sure. Alabama State or South Alabama. Guess what? Dude, Davis is still going to be 6'5". Davis is still going to be 340. And Davis is still going to run a 3'8". And he'd still get picked in the you know, top five of the draft, no matter where he went to school. So, uh, yeah, a lot of it has to do with chance. But when you're looking at the quarterbacks, look at those three things. Elevation of program, longevity in the program. Um, you know how many starts they had, and at, at what level are they leaving from? You know, give me, right. the, give me the old guy that has a lot of experience that elevated his program. And there's a lot of those in this draft.
0: All right. So Pickett, Corral, uh, Willis is a senior. Right? Look
5: at look at Pickett. Pickett. They're all three seniors.
0: Pitt? The only one right? I wasn't They're sure about was seniors. Willis.
5: Right. Matt Corral a senior. Did Matt elevate Ole Miss? Oh hell yeah. Hell.
0: Uh, Pickett's it's 24. Right? I mean, that
5: guy shouldered everything. I mean, he was basically an NFL quarterback from the standpoint of when he walked out of the tunnel, he knew the entire game was on his shoulders. No doubt. Every Saturday. No doubt. Every, I want that. If he, if he doesn't have an injury history, I want that guy. Yeah. Right? Pickett shouldered everything because that defense was hot trash at Pitt. Horrible. <laughs> you know, you're talking about a team that recruits in the high 40s. And now, look, I know the ACC... Doesn't have great talent. I know they don't have great coaches either. But that dude shouldered everything. That's why I like this draft. You know, even the guys farther down the line, Purdy and and, and some of these, you know, uh, what is it, Howell at, at North Carolina. Again, trash defense. You know, and, and so that's why I really like this draft. Everybody's down on it, but there's so many guys that check the boxes, that have been there forever that have gone through it all, that elevated their program, this is going to be the ultimate litmus test of, of my theory uh, from the standpoint of if these guys win more games, I'm just, I might have to mic drop on this and just not talk about it again because this will probably be the best one ever.
0: Okay. So you like all three um, according to um, your NFL QB criteria.
5: Right from a risk standpoint, I think they're excellent risks. Yeah, sure. You know, I you know, would I have drafted all those guys over like let's say a Trey Lance who started what, fourteen games at FCS? What's it? What's you know? Who knows where? <laughs> yeah, in a, in a heartbeat, right? Um, would you Would you, know,
0: you uh, draft all three guys over um,
5: Justin Fields? <sighs> um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I definitely would have over Fields as well because now Fields started a good number of games um, and he's been through the system quite a bit, but he didn't elevate Ohio State, right? Now, right. You, you everybody listens going, Dave, it's Ohio State. They recruit awesome. Exactly. Don't go to school there to be an NFL quarterback.
0: There will I be mean, exceptions all- for our listeners. There will be exceptions right. just like in everything that Bartu and I discuss. But if yeah, you look there's at there's since outliers. Bartu dropped this, whatever it was, 10, 11, 12 years yeah. ago, it's, it's, it makes a lot of sense. You know, start a lot of games, be a redshirt junior or a senior. Well, look at these three guys. I mean, I think Pickett's 24, Corral's a senior, Willis is a senior. I mean, Bartu's loving this. And they all performed above expectations. I mean, that
5: Dude, that's was, some pretty good. No- was my number one guys in, what was it, 2017? I told you. I told you. Who it was? Who, who who is the? Was it seventeen or sixteen? Dak Prescott. That had the best the best best quarterback effect. Look at Dak Prescott.
2: Yeah.
5: Best quarterback effect. Did he elevate the program? Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Did he elevate the program? Um, was he there forever? Yes. Yeah. He's a senior. Did he start more than twenty four games? Yes. Was he not? I forgot about this part. Was he not with an elite recruiter? OK, yeah, you're going to get your your Burroughs. You're going to get your Matt Staffords. Look, QB number one, first round, first pick. Throw those guys out. They're freaks. OK, we're talking about everybody after that. Dak Prescott more than checked out all the boxes. But he was he was still fourth round. He still needed a shot. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, injuries got 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 him up there. But all the boxes were checked. Mm-hmm. And so nobody should have been surprised when he did well. Really shouldn't have. You know, we talked about it on your show. That was that was top guy in that draft, and get him in the fourth round—tremendous value. I would take all three of those guys you just mentioned in the second, third, or fourth round over a first-round Justin Fields type all day long.
0: And of course, over Mac Jones. Now, where does Zach, Where did Zach? Will you like to Zach? Because I
5: like that. Okay, yeah, but we, we like that. Okay, so to, re, to reset back, that so Trevor Lawrence, QB first round. Okay, you don't argue with that one. That guy is about a 70% hit, okay? Right. But he started 30 games, junior, went through a lot, didn't come out early. I still really like him, okay? Uh, but he was a Clemson, high level of talent, so I think we overvalue his stats too much uh, because he was surrounded by NFL talent. Uh, Zach Wilson, okay, really liked him. Senior, started for three years, went through a couple of different offenses, uh, elevated the team, all right? So I like Wilson, uh, a lot fields we just talked about him. Don't like him. Mac Jones didn't like him at all. Now he was there a long time, and normally I don't say this, but dude, Bill Belichick is a freak. I mean this was this was the number one scoring efficiency team in the NFL last year. I don't know how he does it, but I think Mac Jones just fell in the right spot and just has an amazing coach. Um, and I know I'm biased with this. But I think anywhere else he's probably not near as successful as he was than with New England. Trey Lance doesn't check any of the boxes. No, thank you. You know I I trade him for a bag of chips. Not even going to bother with that one. Um, And then oh, the third guy. And you didn't buy
0: you didn't buy Tua Tonga Valoa. Just he he didn't play long and and. he didn't have to elevate the, you know, the, the squad, no, the he team. Didn't, the...
5: didn't elevate Bama. Hurt. He's also hurt. I hate drafting hurt guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the NFL. I mean, the the, the the injury rate in the NFL is over three hundred percent that of the SEC, and the SEC gets hurt more than anybody per snap. Okay, so um, with Tua, elite program. Yuck. Did he start a lot of games? No. Yuck. You know, did he did he learn his craft at Alabama or did he leave early? Left early? Yuck! There's nothing to like about it. There really isn't. You know, uh, I'll take I'll take Trask over Tua any day. Oh, dude, and Trask, dude, he, I, I had Washington that was gonna take him at the top of the third round. I had it, oh, dude, I had it sold. They were gonna take him top of third round, and then Tampa, for whatever damn reason, came in at the bottom of the second and grabbed him i love him uh as a as a starter this year for tampa
0: we'll leave it there dave bartu powered by buddy hires on espn 105.9 the zone thanks wild man appreciate it
5: anytime brother a
0: little hellraiser love him at cfb matrix on twitter i love that quarterback stuff i do and this time of year is just fantastic going into the late April draft in Las Vegas in which Blake and I will be there. The show is brought to you by the Hilton Jackson on County Line Road and Drago's Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar. Two things, their charbroiled oysters and their seafood gumbo. And the show is also brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. See you tomorrow.